Hey everybody, it's Walker Vreeland, and I am back officially, and I'm alive, and I have a new liver. For those of you who have been following along uh, with my health journey, yes, I got a liver transplant on November 10th. I'm doing very well, and I thank you all for your messages of concern, and I'm really, really glad to be here today. So before we move on to today's episode, I want to let you know that Milton is starting a new class. It is a four-week introductory session on script analysis beginning March 8th. And for more info, you can email me at questionsformilton at gmail.com. If you are interested, if you want to register, if you just want more info, just email me, questionsformilton at gmail.com. So today's episode is a little different, and that's because it is a conversation. Um, a few weeks ago, Milton had a talk with his longtime friend, Margot Martindale. And there's a, a very good chance that you know Margot Martindale, even if you don't think you do. She's one of those actresses who has been working forever. So the conversation began with the topic of what to do when you're given nothing about character, about circumstance, about backstory. You know nothing. Um, what do you do in that situation? And Margot shares her experience. And then the conversation ended up being more about loving your choices and committing to them 110%, just throwing it out there, seeing what happens. And, you know, Margot also shares what that has looked like throughout her career. Um, just something important to know, it did take place over New Year's weekend at Margot's house, uh, during libations and hors d'oeuvres, um, it was recorded with um, an iPhone, and there's just lots going on in the background. So forgive the less than perfect sound, but we hope you enjoy it. Milton's conversation with Emmy and Critics' Choice Award-winning actress Margot Martindale. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So a question has come up several times. What direction to go when you have very, very little in a text, especially for auditions, very little text, very little given to you, and how you approach it. And of course, I just love when they give you nothing because I think it just allows you to go any place. Uh, but over the weekend, I was with my friend Marco Martindale, and I asked her about it, and she had some interesting comments. I get this with actors and all these things. Like, as an example, I say, I love it when there's nothing, because then you can go any place with it. But if they really don't give you a sense of character, if they don't give you a sense of... Well, I love you. But then you have to just make a stab at it. And you just make a stab yeah. at it. If that's all you have to go on, that's all you have to go on. I mean, for example, I decided, I told Tony this, when he was going to do the humans and wherever he was going, I said, in my head, the guy that Reed played, and I talked to Reed about it too, and he said no. <laughs> I, 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 I was way wrong. 
But I thought, why did the guy in the humans have to leave the town to get another job? Because what he had done was so bad, getting involved with whatever. And I said, I think it's because he got involved with a man or a young or a student, male. I said, so, so I told Tony, now that was something I just made up. It just, it worked. It, I said, why don't you take that idea and put that in your head and see how it makes different choices, choices. for you. Of course, it was not what was intended, mm. but if somebody doesn't tell you what's intended. No, that's good. So, I mean, it really does make sense. You're making a, any choice that makes sense and then figuring out how that feeds you. That's right. Like, for example, in um, August Osage County, I've had a complete day that I was coming from in my head when I entered into that movie. And I knew exactly where I'd come from. And it, it, it changed my mood. It made me feel differently than had I, I came from the country club, I was playing bridge. And, and with that whole group of people. It gave me a class to be coming from. Uh, it gave me a feeling of who she was and how active she was. I think a backstory is about the most. I mean, honestly, when I was doing Sneaky Pete, I said to Graham Yost, if you don't tell me what my backstory is, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to make up as my backstory. I was raised in a very religious uh, family. My father abused me. They said that I was crazy and put me in a some kind of a psychiatric hospital because I was making these things up. I had to have sex with one of the doctors to get out. And he said, stop right there. <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> And then I went on the road, I was a biker. I mean, I had this huge backstory about, you know, trying to figure out how I ended up in Connecticut it, on a farm with Otto. Figured we met on the road. He picked me up and we were met on the road as a, in a heavy metal group or something. Anyway. Graham didn't go along with it, but at least for me, I didn't feel, I felt like there was a lot of things I could draw from in that. I had it in my head anyhow. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I work with a lot of actors who they get auditions, a couple of lines, they get a page. The, the girl, there's a woman that's the casting director downtown. She's so good. Amy. Kaufman, no. A.V. Kaufman. A.V. Kaufman, okay. And so she keeps sending her these things. And so it's like a part where you're the, you're the paralegal and you have the line uh, when the 
attorney comes in and says, he's very late, and the line is, good afternoon. And these came from the district attorney. That's it. And Avi likes her. She clearly keeps looking for some reason to hire her. And so the best she can do is say, you know, let me see these two lines. So there's nothing really there. And so I always sort of approach it about, so cool. Because you can now make up a choice about what your attitude towards the late attorney is. And you can build a backstory about, you know, the guy has been avoiding the district attorney's file folder that's come. And, and that kind of, you know, and I said, so I find that kind of fun when there's nothing just to see what you can come yes, up with. Yes, Really fun. Yeah, so that's kind of, and a lot of times you say, well, there's an indication in the text that gives you something. But, you know, sometimes it just isn't. It's not like the, these people that are writing or playwrights. They're just looking for somebody who's interested. I remember doing A Gifted Man, and I said to, there was this girl that was in the show playing a very small part, and I can't remember what the part was, I can't remember what, but she was in the, she was a nurse of some kind or, or a technician of some kind, and she came out, and I turned to Patrick Wilson or to maybe to the director or one of the writers, I can't remember. And I said, that girl is incredible. I said, you should make her a regular. And of course, cut to who that girl was, was Marin Ireland, playing a small wow. part. She was just so, she, she had made a choice and I can't even remember what it was, but boy, was she great? And and I you know she I talked talked to her and you know she anyway. But it was it was because she had committed to something in this little bitty part of like an X-ray technician or mm. something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually I, I find that I used to watch um, New Amsterdam and. All these small parts, yeah. you know, with these New York, Austin Pendleton was a two-scene actor. Danny Davis was a two-scene actor. And, and, and you suddenly would sit there and you go, whoa, <laughs> you know. And it is. It's that, it's, they made some choice. Some choice. That they committed to. I think it's really hard to get those parts. Those parts are usually given out. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because how do you win that part? Mm -hmm. you know yes, what I mean? the, yes, those parts are definitely, especially when you're in New York. Uh -huh. Because we have so many good actors in New York. And so, and they, they all love doing one week on something and picking up a few dollars. I think it's a very good indication when somebody has a really small part, they're based on the fact they made some choice, gives them something to hang on to.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's the other thing that's a problem, and I've seen it, is that you make this choice so interesting that one might think this part has more weight than it does. Yeah. And then you kind of screwed with, you've made too much of it. I don't mean overactive, but too complicated. I, I think my student JP did that. He did an audition for the rookie. And God, I have it on tape. It was an amazing audition. I've worked with him on it. And he got the part. And then when they shot it, they pulled it way back, and I said to him, I said, it's because it was so good that have to that have to keep you. Well, that's the problem. It becomes too much of a focus. I saw right. Patrick Houston do that. Remember, Bill? Uh-huh. When Patrick did some part that we kept thinking, he, he obviously is the killer or the this or the that, yeah. and it, it, was, it was not anything. And so he had really made a wrong choice. On the other hand, I have to say, I was telling you about Chris. He was hired for one to three episodes of Madam Secretary and ended up doing 29 because they wrote him in because they liked what he did. Mm-hmm. So, eh, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, you, got, I mean you know, you throw, it's, you throw it out there when you're when you're when you're doing that. He was a, he was a three episode plot point at the most. And in fact, if he, he finally was, they didn't know what, I said, they ran out of things to do with you. You ended up being in a prison camp in Russia. You ended up with a drug problem when you came back. Then you were dating Madam Secretary's daughter. And finally, the series ended and you married her. I mean, it was like. Well, you know, I was, I was hired for three episodes on Justified. See? $5,500. Episode. And then when they saw the first episode, Graham said to me, We've got a season. And then there, there it was. And the biggest mistake they made was killing you off. Oh, I don't know. How do you top that? Well, I agree. You know what I mean? There's so many things, so many series now, I think, mm, I even think that about. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think, you know, truth is, it was a great first season. Great first season. Um, they should have stopped because they didn't know what the hell to do in the second season. The second season wasn't very good, but I hear the this season, this last season, is really good. I mean, I watch it and I allow it, but oh. it's not the first season. Where instead ended after the first season, I would have spent the rest of my life wanting more. There's always a problem with the series that you get lumped in it, and that's all anybody wants to see you do. That's why I think you've been so lucky. I mean, whatever. 
you got to do so many different parts. You were one of those actresses. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I looked for that stuff. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying you got to, you know, I agree. But I mean, the fact And that, also, it was, it was from, from Justified, then Graham calls me and gives me, he said, you want to come play a Russian spy? And I said, do I have to speak Russian? He said, no. I said, okay. I said, is it good? He said, yeah, real good. And boy, was it. Oh, God, yes. Boy, was it. I, I got behind him watching it. My friend Ken Martin my says, you, he said, you're not going to believe what they do to Marco. That's <laughs> my favorite show. It was a wonderful show. I had so much faith in you. Even when things were bad between us, I never lost faith in you. The work you put in, the sacrifices you made, our time with Paige, it was all for nothing, Elizabeth. You destroyed it all today. The damage you've done is indescribable. Far worse than all the good you've done over these years. I mean, that's... So that was a t total flip. Yeah. It was and... like I had to act like I had my hands tied to my side. It was all about restraint. But if that's what did it, then it started you on a role that meant, meant it said you could play Bella. Yeah, but that was that is what did it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean Justified was what did it. But but that put you on. That, uh, that's in, in people. That. I mean, you know, when I went in for Bella, that I went in and met with them. I was in Los Angeles. I went in and met with them, and I said to them, "Now I'm going to say this to you guys: there are thousands of people who can play this part." I said, uh, "I am a girl from East Texas." I said, uh, "I'm this, I'm that, and that." I said, "I'd love to play it," but I said, "I'm a little old. I'm a little this. I'm a little that." And then they they told me when I I left the room. They said, well, there goes Bella. <laughs> how weird is that? I was telling them how why not to hire me. <laughs> so then I had a challenge because I had to really work my ass off. Yeah. Not just learn the accent, learn the feeling of that world. The funds from my bill will be used to sponsor conferences on women's issues in each of the 50 states, culminating in a national convention. Our goal, to come up with a plan of action for Congress to enact laws that benefit women. Every nomination, you know what I'm I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music is by Jeffrey Kieser. And for more info on Jeffrey's work, you can go to jeffreykieser.com. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, you can find us online, I Don't Need an Acting Class.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, and uh, you can continue to send your questions to Milton at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.